from the Moda City to H-Town. A man racks up a kill count. While continually slipping by police. Come on, Carl! from Hocus Pocus into I don't know my either. garden of magic. So here's the thing. This may be unpopular opinion, but I never liked that movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's a terrible movie. It's okay. just nostalgia that makes us love it. <laughs> Everyone loves it. I'm like, yo, I don't like this movie. No, it's understandable that it's not good. Like, it's, I mean, it was good for like 1993, but it's, it does not stand the test of time. It's, it's people my age who are like, this is the most best, this is the best Halloween movie ever. I'm going to watch it. But I do. I watch Hocus Pocus every Halloween, and I watch Nightmare Before Christmas uh, every Halloween, and also every Christmas Eve, typically in the mornings, because I'm usually wasted come Christmas Eve night. Um, but she introduced herself. I am Charnel, and this is in fact episode 15 of What Did You Do? Uh, we are late, and that's because life and vacation got in the way. And I am sorry, but I'm also not. Because I needed some time away. I mean, I was moving, so it, it worked out. One of us was relaxing, Max and relaxing, all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the school, and the other one of us was moving on up to the east side to that deluxe apartment. That's pretty um, relevant. That was, that was right on. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, you see what I did there? That's 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 that's, that's wit. I think they call that wit. That, that, uh, but we are back, and I apologize. I, I'm. BSing you guys. I, I I hate being late. If anybody knows me, I hate doing things not on schedule because it one because I feel like I'm letting people down. Two, it fucks up the rest of my schedule. You like know right me. now, I have homework that I should be doing, but I'm here looking at D. I mean, what better? Like, what else? In our Afro Fanta glory, <laughs> you guys can see that. I mean, it's so funny because like I mean, this is very black. What's going on right now? But like, I took off like the head, so it's just like throw out. I thought you said I took off my hair, my headpiece. No. I was like, I mean, okay. I mean, if you want to tell the people that, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. I didn't take off I'm any bald. hair. I am. I need to get. I need to get my edges edged up. Um, I also need a new manicure because I do that now. Because once you start, you can't stop. Um, um, self care. It makes you feel good. They massage your hands and stuff. And the one, the one I go to now, they massage you while you're drying. They give you like shoulder massages. I am in desperate need. When I say like, I go to my office and everybody is like nice. They got the nails done. Everything's cool. And I'm a look, look, just well, down to you, the nubs. You bite your nails. Yeah, I can like tell. ferociously. Stop it. Anxiety. Habit. You yeah. Need to, you need to address your anxiety. My anxiety is off of the rocker before right now. you do anything else. Like you gotta you, the etiology of things, the root of things is what really we need to meet uh, if we're trying to change our lives. But speaking of changing our lives, uh, also I've been working on accountability and holding myself accountable. That means I flubbed, and I meant to send out everyone's Patreon stickers before I went on vacation. I came back from vacation and looked at my desk and saw they were all still there. Uh, and I was like, I went to vacation. I was like, I don't have to do anything hard to do. I have nothing else to do. I'm just going to be here drinking, enjoying people's company. Then I realized that, in fact, I forgot to do one of the most important things. So if you're listening to this, know that your stickers are actually on their way. Like I said it last episode because I planned on doing it. 
<laughs> but they are on their way. I have them packaged. Uh, and anybody else who wants to get a sticker, you know what you got to do. Check out our Patreon. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I have to do for housekeeping right now. Probably not much. Um, I wanted a little tidbit about, you know, September because I love September, uh, specifically because I'll of my say birthday. why. Cause I'm gonna, well, first of all, I'm turning 29 in September, which is unsettling because it came very quick. Uh, I, I feel like I just turned 21 mm-hmm. like a year Wait ago. Wait till you hit 30. And I'd be okay. Once I hit 30, I'm fine. But that 29, that in between year is gonna be like, eh. But that year goes faster is what I'm And I'm okay with you. that. I don't mind time. I, I, people don't understand. I do not mind aging. Aging does not scare me. It's aging without progression that bothers me. This is true. So, like, if I'm at 30 years old and doing the same shit I was doing when I'm 27, I feel terrible. But if I'm 30 years old and I've got people who listen to a podcast and they care about what I have to say and, you know, I've got my master's and I'm making more money and I've got great friends and my family's doing well, I'm okay with being 30. I just think at 30, I don't know, throughout my 20s, I was like, I didn't care about anything. Naturally... I progressed. I feel like most people should naturally progress. You go from living at home and you move up and you do all your things and you do stuff. But I feel like 30 has become a time of reflection and you start reflecting a lot more. I don't have time to reflect at 30. I'm on a mission catch up. (laughs) You Um, think? (laughs) But that's not why I'm talking about this. This has nothing to do with some introspection, profound, deep-ass conversation between (laughs) two of us. That I saved that for What About Your Friends? Well, listen, every Tuesday. What I'm going to say, though... Is I really want to do like a podcast meetup. I'm going to be in New York City on my birthday, the weekend of the 28th of September. Um, anybody who would like to send me anything or send me well wishes in three months when it's my birthday, actually, feel free to do it. But I really want to do that. And I, I put it out there on What About Your Friends? I'm going to put it out there now that that Saturday, I think it's the 29th. Um, I really like to meet up with some people who listen, you know, and let me check my calendar. I know you're free. You can meet me. <laughs> you don't book anything that far out. So no, I don't. Put it in there now. Um, but yeah, I think the 29th would be awesome to meet up at a bar and just shoot the shit for a few hours or get wasted and like bar hop with me. It'll be fun times. Um, I'm not paying for anybody's drinks. Pay for your own They're stuff. They're supposed it's, to be paying for it's you. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. But that's all I have to say. Um, speaking of birthdays, homeboy who had terrible birthdays every chance he could is a Mr. Carl Eugene Watts. And he is the topic of episode 15 and I can't stand him. i have not formulated an opinion about cool carl coral 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 you 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 already know you already know my name is coral i've changed it because i'm a new man i no longer cut up my franks and my beans who does that poor people i've evolved I am elevated. I also don't know how to keep a job or act right. It doesn't matter. But this is Carl Eugene Watts, and I I hate him. He's boring. No, I'm joking. He's annoying. It's he, really what I, he is. I don't think he's the crimes are they're they're he it's I don't want to say typical run of the mill murder. Right. Have we grown that accustomed? But he's not smart. No. But somehow leaves very little evidence. And slips through police, like no witnesses ever. And these are very crowded apartment complexes, which we can go into the whole. And okay, so we have to reference this now because we can go into the whole, like people always mind their businesses of culture. Mm-hmm. But Eugene Watts is our, Carl Watts is our first black right. serial killer. 
Right. And you're going to tell me that this black man walked through these apartment complexes and no one called the cops on this thing if you ain't never <laughs> Not, Nope. No. <laughs> Not at all. In 2018, people were calling the cops on kids for selling water bottles. <laughs> no one called. And this is Houston, Texas. He was about Houston, Texas, Detroit. And he, he was he was moving through some very less than melanated spaces. Right. And I mean, <laughs> no even reports of possible Ontario. What? Right. So what I'm saying also, Canada, Canada, Canada has its own semblance of racial unrest on its own on its own head, but they've also like apologized for it and stuff because Canada is super polite. Uh, but for. <laughs> But for this, for this moment, I just feel like, and this is not me condoning you guys profiling people, but I'm just saying that typically because of the way people get profiled, if you see a dude just walking up and down alleys, walking up and down streets, and he's a black man you ain't never seen before, and a sea full of white folks, typically someone's like, hey, um, is that your friend? Was he with you? <laughs> um, maybe I should call the police because he's sketchy. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> It's 4 a.m. He got out of this pot. First of all, he drove a pot. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Because it's a black uncle car from the 80s. And I feel like all, both my uncles had a Pontiac. <laughs> one of them was like candy paint blue. The other one I think was tan with like his. Which why do you me. remember this? I don't remember it. I just seen pictures. Oh. I wasn't was alive in 1970, possible? 1980s. Early 1980s. <laughs> they could have had the car until then. No, they didn't. Um, <laughs> by the time I remember my uncle's cars, they were driving. One of them did have a Pontiac, but they had that red like... Well, I don't know, it was red. His car was red, but it was like that two door Pontiac coupe with the seat belt thing that moved on its own when you shut it. You remember how they, that was a right, thing? Right, right, right. I don't remember what those, someone tell me what those is, cars were is called. Is it, a, is it like a Firebird? Is no, it, no, it was, I don't it's, think it was a Firebird. I know a Firebird look like. It might have been a Fire. You might be right. I don't know. I had my first car was a Pontiac Grand Am. Mine was, <laughs> I'm going to say it, a BMW. But it was older. It was oh, 86. Yeah, it was 730. <laughs> it was an 86. Drove, but of course you drove some German car. It was expensive to repair and maintain. That's why I said I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I lived in a home. You probably also got your first car in like 95. So whatever. I'm not that old. Old ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that old. But Carl Eugene Watts has a very uh, a storied childhood, as most serial killers do. Um, and a lot of his, a lot of his issues didn't come from like, childhood like abusive like parents no it was just there was a lot of uh mental mental and physical illness that that exacerbated uh some of his mental illness so we're here mr carl watts uh was born in texas killing killing texas Texas, november 7 1953 which is apparently a great year to be born who knows (laughs) i don't know about that to a mr richard eugene watts and a dorothy may young which sounds so sweet his daddy was a uh, was in the army. Mm-hmm. Good first, for him. Private first class. Yes, in his the mama army. was a kindergarten teacher. Again, super sweet. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, you know. Um. So, anyways, so you're like no. I mean, like you know, average childhood. Like parents. I'm talking weren't... about his mom being sweet. I'm not worried about. <laughs> Why? That's what I'm saying. Because he's Dorothy May Young. Because of her name. It's, Both parents seem all right. Because they're Southern. Like, if you ever meet a Dorothy May, especially if you meet a black Dorothy May, she's probably the sweetest person ever. Same thing with, like, Hattie Mays. But Dorothy May could be that also that woman in the church that's, like, Those a are bitch. Betty's. Betty's oh, are all Betty, That's the name. Or, um, what's the other one I'm thinking about? Agnes? Ida's. Um, Ida's are terrible. If you ever meet an <laughs> Ida, unless it's Ida B. Wells, like, if you ever meet an Ida... <laughs> I just wear big hats and talk about your mama behind I your back. I don't know this Southern culture. Well, because you're Haitian. Like, you're not an American black. Like, this is not... <laughs> I can't. We're already starting 
know, I'm pretty messy. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be. No, we we talk about there's diaspora and all this stuff like that. But like American blacks are more rooted in like Southern black culture. Yes, yes. Whereas if you're from Haiti or like the Caribbean, you're not gonna readily understand these things because that's not you. No, and that's okay. No. But I know Southern black folks, and, and they Ida make me is happy to look out and for. frustrate the fuck out of me as well. So I look out for Ida. I got it. Look out for Ida. Uh, look out for Betty's. Um, if you see anybody with a strange name, like like Allison, that's spelled C E N, things like that, there are also ones to be worried about. <laughs> uh, just throwing it out there. Flora jeans are great. Um, someone, well, someone is listening with that name right now. Ethel's are toss ups. Um, but mo- I'd say fifty seven percent sweet. Doesn't matter. So, <laughs> but his parents separated when he was young, yeah. and his mom raised him on their on his own. They went to a, a good old place in Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know what's what's the name of the state? What's their nickname? I don't know, but I know the the Wolverines are the University of Michigan mascot. Inkster, Michigan. Inkster. Inkster. Great names in 1962, and Dorothy May married a shade tree mechanic. Uh, named Norman, of course she did, and she went on to have two daughters. So he now has two stepsisters, or yeah. It's fun fact, Carl, Coral. I don't know what to call him. You well, Coral. you could just call me Coral, Carl, Mister Watts, Mister Eugene Watts. Uh, well, you know, just well, Mister Watts. Did you know that you like hunting and skinning rabbits as activity when you're a child? Non-black things that I. <laughs> It depends on where you grow up. If you're from the South, you probably learned how to hunt. Um, this I might have helped him out later on. It, I didn't say you did, but, I, but you're right. It probably did. It's um, the whole stalking thing is a very important part, a very important piece. Not to scare. Um, there were very, there are very few times, or well, plenty of times actually, where he saw out a victim and they were aware that somebody was following them. Right. Uh, so he wasn't too good at the hunt. This was very, but this I feel like this is very much like horror movie. Yeah, like it was like dinner, dinner, and it's like they I probably see saw you. the shadow, and they're like, "Why right. you keep?" Follow-? Yeah, there was several reports like, of the women knowing. Right, like looking, like I looked <laughs> over my shoulder and saw this car following me, and it's like, "What do you do?" That's you ever have somebody like you're walking on like a sidewalk, and somebody's like following you way too close for comfort. No. Oh, it happens to me, and I'm like, I start to like tighten up right there like i'm ready to fight i have the <laughs> the privilege and the benefit of being a large black dude and people usually give me a lot of space one because i tend to like sway if i have headphones in like i'm over you here just like, swaying all around the sidewalk hell yeah like, <laughs> i'll hit the i'll hit the meanest strut if the right song comes on my headphones like especially if it's from like cheetah girls or whatever but it's like <laughs> i'm it's teamwork makes a dream work doesn't matter so <laughs> His childhood was, like I said, very... Don't laugh at me. I'm laughing because you remember the quote from Cheetah Girls? No. Teamwork makes the dream work is like a typical athlete. Oh, I was going to say, what does that have to do with Cheetah Girls? Nothing, but I do remember several quotes from the Cheetah Girl movies because that was my time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to... You're 33, right? Yeah. I do remember Cheetah Girls. Yeah, so, I mean... Two. To be fair... Wait a minute. Excuse me, 32. Don't don't, don't be adding no more time on to me. But to be fair, I was closer to their age range, like... Yeah, yeah, at that time, yeah, I was. So, like, like, if you if Cheetah Girls came out what two thousand three, mm-hmm. the first one, I think. So if it came out in two thousand three, two thousand four. I was, I was thirteen. I was you were like getting ready to graduate. Yeah, like I was that middle school cusp, and you were like, "I'm going on the Fordham." 
Why do I sound like I don't know, that's a new Eugene word. a little bit? Anyways, so he claims at 12 years old, he started to fantasize about torturing and killing girls, which is interesting because nothing really happens at this time. But at 13, he was infected with meningitis, which caused him to be held back in eighth grade. It also caused some um, mental delays to uh, start around this time. What's meningitis? Meningitis is an infection of the spinal cord, if I remember correctly. Look at you. Yeah. Which are Merck Mineral Smarts. Yeah, it's one of those things I, and, I don't it, and it kills people. Right. Um, same thing like mono. Like that's why you have to get your meningitis. There's shot. a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Before you like go and share space with people in like college. I know that was a thing. If you did not get your meningitis vaccine, you could not live on campus. Nope. Um, so that's what it is. Mono is not the same thing. I don't know exactly what mono is, but I've had it and it is terrible. I've never had it. You just everything's so heavy, you feel so lethargic, you can't you know, snotty, coughing, gross. Like I, when I had mono in 2011, I lived on my couch. Like I didn't get back to my bed. Like I, st- I didn't have a TV in my room either. But I, <laughs> but I laid on the couch all day and watched movies. I the only time I ever felt good was when I showered. But then I didn't have the strength to stand up for more than eight minutes at a time. So I mean, showers were always five minutes, and I had to like rush, dry off, and throw myself back onto the bed. That sounds um, awful. Bed, but I, I, Mama told me to watch out who I kiss. No kidding. I got mono from my best friend's little sister because she had it, and I sipped off her coffee when she didn't want any more. Oh, mama told me not to share either. Well, I'm so glad your mom told you a lot of things, but uh, (laughs) your mama also should have told you to shop around, but that's shade. (laughs) (laughs) You came for me quick, and I was like, one of us has been down an aisle. (laughs) <laughs> delete 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 it never happened delete 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 i was like you telling me to delete this Mama audio should have told like, me to shop around too though i'm on co-side on that i was like she should have told you something but yeah he got infected with meningitis caused him to get held back and you know once they once he got back they started realizing that he was a little behind he was falling a little behind yeah. he wasn't registering things he wasn't comprehending the information or the material as, as well as the other kids and so because of those failing grades um, and because of his low reading level, by the time he was 16, you know, he got picked on a lot. Yeah, he, he got was, bullied. There's a lot of things that went on. Um, but in this time, like even during all of this, none of these fantasies, none of these fantasies of murder, not murdering, beating, hurting women went away. They were actually described, he'd go on to describe them as like euphoric, like these things made him feel good. And there was actually a point where he worked as a newspaper. Did you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did catch yes. it. And he worked as a newspaper uh, delivery boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day, all these things kind of ran together on him. And he attacked his neighbor, uh, Faith Joseph, while delivering her paper. Mm-hmm. And she screamed, fought back, you know, because she, 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 she ain't with the shits. Um, and it kind of snapped him back to reality and he took off. And she actually called the police. Um, which, he was 15 at this time. Yes. Like, this is a 15-year-old. So this is what throws me off, and I was. This is why I was like, "There's so many things going on with Carl." I mean, he had these thoughts. He says at twelve, the meningitis though didn't come up until thirteen. So how much of it was illness that affected his? Like, do you think oh. the illness caused the mental delay, caused him to lose that inhibition, and that's why it escalated? Well, they because said, the thoughts were there. Well, yeah. There's they they claim that he had a mental a mental. I'm sorry, an intellectual disability. Um, as a result of the meningitis, but I, I think that part, part of that, um, is understanding, like, is that impulse control and things like that. Um, but eventually, unfortunately, I I don't want to, I don't want to start saying things like this, but I think that at some point 
when you fantasize about something enough, at, there are a lot of, if you look at a lot of serial killers, at some point, fantasy is no longer enough. Right. You want to act on it. You want to, you, you give, uh, our well, boys over at last podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski, mm-hmm. uh, he'll say all the time that you give yourself these little permissions. You take little steps and you say, well, that wasn't so bad. I mean, it wouldn't be so terrible if I did this next. And they also believe that he probably killed his first victim around this age. Around this age, yes. Which is wild. Right, 50 no, years old. No real evidence, but no. based on his own accounts of things, where his head was at at this moment, and the, again, the loss of impulse control, mm, could be it. Yep. So, on June 29, 1969, Watts is starting to see some trouble. He's starting to see some criminal trouble, and he's arrested for sexually assaulting a 26-year-old Joan Gave. Um, Trash. So, I, what is he, like, 18, 17 at this time? He was around college age. Yeah. He was around college age. So, he was tried and he was uh, sentenced to go to Lafayette Clinic, which is a mental hospital No, he was still very young. Detroit. If the sound, if the, if my math is correct. I'm not good at math. Go ahead. He's, no, he's about you. 15 at this time still. Jeez Louise. Yeah, he's still, all this See, I was thinking he was older because. I thought so too. He was hospitalized for a while and then. They go directly to him going to college. But anyways, while he was hospitalized, begins the psychiatric assessment. My favorite part of everything. (laughs) So we find out he suffers from mild intellectual disability. And they say his IQ, I see 75, I see 68. I've seen a 70. Okay, so we've seen various numbers, but we know he's low. Right, he's around that range. He has a delusional thought process. And also, they said he's a very paranoid young man who struggles for control and has strong homicidal impulses. At this point, they also say that he has potential for high violence, and he's considered very dangerous. He's a he's just they don't give him the um, personality disorder at this point, but he's but they yeah he they definitely allude to it and they say that he's very dangerous. Right. So essentially, I mean, what they're doing is describing antisocial personality, personality sort of, so without, without saying, saying that he has it. And right. if you guys don't remember what it is, it is characterized, you know, by disregard or a violation of the rights of others. Like you invading people's space, invading people's privacy, their things, their thoughts. If you can, like reading journals, touching their body parts in places that you need consent, as all their body parts you need consent. Don't touch my hair. Don't touch anything. <laughs> That's just for me. I hate when I get my hair cut and people run their finger like, don't do it. It feels like hair. Leave it alone. Um, but no, so it's really that. My hair, sorry. No, so yeah. So they tend to form, like, those more, like, destructive behaviors tend to fall into that whole, um, sociopathic, psychopathic round. It's what I'm teaching, what I'm learning right now, psychopathology. Uh- <laughs> and you start seeing it, to be honest, around this age. I've worked with a lot of teens who you start seeing it now and right. have it. And, um, so despite all this, he is released from the clinic. On November 9th, 1969. So he didn't do that much time there. And he goes on to go to college at this time. Well, who would have thought? <laughs> that little, that little uh, Carl Eugene Watts. Little is not the word. He's not of, little. No. That our, our young boy from Colleen, Texas would go on to be a college boy. But he goes on to be a college boy. Yeah, I can't do it. College. Because, of course, football. Oh, <laughs> you gotta count your blessings at some point you know and 
Hey, an education is an education. Oh, absolutely. If you got to pay for it by smashing your helmet against someone else's, hell, I mean, I mean, stay in school. If someone's giving you a full ride, stay for four years, get an education, then go to the NFL, go pro. Um, I mean, in hindsight, it probably would have been a good outlet for him to release some of that anger, but... Or to normalize violent behavior. Yeah. I do this every day. What's so wrong about it? You know why I'm like this. So... No, so right. He goes, he graduates, which, again, is something that was, I guess, celebrate. Uh, <laughs> and he received a football scholarship to Lane College in Jackson, uh, Tennessee, which is Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> um, I was supposed to be in Tennessee this summer for a conference, and I decided not to go. But he actually gets expelled mm-hmm. after only three months, specifically because he was accused of stalking and assaulting women. And, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, there just happened to be a point in this, dum dum dum, where someone gets hurt and someone dies. Right. At, at specifically in college. And so there are two people here. There's the death of a Miss Gloria Steele. Very young, a very young woman. Uh, and this is the thing. So she was found dead on October 30th of that same year with 33 stab wounds in her chest. Now. 33. 33. But there is a, there is a, I was watching, I don't know, it wasn't a dateline. I can't remember what it was, but someone had said that she had been stabbed so hard with a tool that it had embedded in her spine. Like, the, I, I like yeah, like the medical examiner had to chisel it out. That's like, crazy. that's insane. One, that's insane strength. Like, that's just to paint the picture of this now. And now we've got, like, someone this strong again, football. Football, <laughs> right. We can talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and how his father was like, you need to stop being such a sissy and lift weights. So let's give this, let's give this binge alcoholic super fucking strength. <laughs> like... I just I, I can't stand people. Sorry, I just that's what I'm thinking about. Like when you think about people who are so disconnected from reality with these exorbitant amounts of strength and power, like it just makes for a killing machine. Right. So five days earlier than Gloria was Eleanor. This is important because I'm not going to say that last name. I'll try it. <laughs> Nizaki. That's easy. The, the, you go. Me and words. So there is a Lenore who was. He went into the door and was attacked by a man. Right. So what happened was you gotta you gotta give context. Go ahead, context. He was stalking. <laughs> he was he he was stalking the dorms, looking for the most female populated dorm. Mm-hmm. Found it in Lenore's dorm and would walk up and down the hallways. And he was knocking on doors, hoping somebody would answer, looking for a Charles. Charles. And he knocked on Lenore's, and she opened it, you know, with the chain on it. Like, what can I help you with? <laughs> He's like, I'm looking for Charles. And I guess he had worn her down enough that she was like, fine, leave a note. Like, right. so she unlocks it. And then what happens, D? She, well, he attacks her. She survives. She fights back and survives it. Yeah. So she, Super she fights important. back and he kind of like leaves, kind of skips away. There's some witnesses saying they saw a guy kind of skipping away, looking joyful. Um, which is a problem because now he is scratching an itch right. and he's realized that he likes it. Like, a likes lot. it so much that soon after on November 12th, he also, uh, well, a Diane Williams reports being attacked under the same circumstances as, um, Gloria. She also survives and manages to see the attacker's car and makes this report to the police. I don't, he was driving a tan Pontiac. No. I don't know what he was driving at this point. 
But like, you, I, I, to be fair, let me sidestep. The Tampaniac back, I can't remember the name of the model, but I saw pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very like, welcome to the car wash. Oh, car wash. Oh, 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 car wash. And I'm oh, like, that's kind of sick. Like, growing up with a whole bunch of family that love black exploitation films and stuff, like, it's a dope car. Piece of shit driving a dope car, but a dope car. <laughs> so, he gets picked up. Yes, he does. And Nazaki, you know, picks him out of a lineup and he gets arrested for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he admits to attacking loads of women. Yes, 15 at this point. But refused to talk about, uh, Miss Steele, who, I'm sorry. Yeah, Miss Steele, I'm sorry. <clears throat> also, guys, I think I'm getting acid reflux. Uh, so I've been like <laughs> trying to like suppress burps this entire episode. <laughs> He used to talk about the, the the murder of Miss Gloria Steele. Right. Which, whatever. Now, his attorney tells him, like, yo, zip it. Don't say anything. Um, so what you should do is commit yourself to a mental hospital to avoid having to speak to people. Uh, so he, that's what he does. He commits himself to Kalamazoo, which we can talk about. I'll talk about it later once we get down south. Kalamazoo State Hospital. I have hospital. no idea these things. Those, I don't even know where Kalamazoo is. Okay. So I don't know where it is in Michigan. But there are several Kalamazoo's all over the South. And they have fun names like Yazoo County, Mississippi, where my grandmother is from. And Mm. that's why these names make me laugh because they're terrible names. (laughs) But I feel like they're like Native American like based. I don't want to feel like I'm shaming them, but they are crazy wild names. Probably. So he he gets into the hospital and he starts investigating his background, learns about his stays, his previous stays in uh, several psychiatric institutions. And... He says that he may have possibly taken some people out. He may have killed one or two. I maybe choked them. To death. Maybe. Um, and so this is when he gets officially diagnosed with, with antisocial personality, personality disorder. disorder. Knock on wood, you owe me a soda. There's no wood nearby. Oh, my wood floors. Um, <laughs> hardwood floors, bitches. No. And so, yeah. He. I don't know, man. I'm, so at this point, why don't we hold him? <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? He needed permanent. I mean, you already have the injuries to people. Well, yeah. And you know what's ha- what's crazy? Let me speak on this. It still happens today that, that people are like reaching out for help against these people who are just have these antisocial personality disorder that are violent. That um, you know, the family members may call the cops, may call different services to try to get these people to stay, and they won't take them. Even with several assault charges. You know what? The mental health um, world is... Messy. Messy and unfortunately overwhelmed a lot. Right. And a lot of the people who are who are forced to deal, be in direct contact with them, are kind of under-trained, under-educated, not equipped to, to care for these people. And right. to also, to be fair, a lot of hospitals don't have the fun space right. to properly care for people who are suffering from violent... Or detrimental kind of mental illnesses. So a lot of the people who suffer from mental illness end up in the criminal justice system. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like it needs to be, and I'm all about preventative measures, and it needs to be prevented, and these people need to be taken. And you know, I'm hearing stories now where people are reaching out for help and like not getting it. So this is not exclusive to like the 1960s, 1970s. This is happening. In- 2018 still and there hasn't been any changes to these policies to make it easier for people to get the help they needed i agree i can't even say, I, I, I mean I, that's i mean they, they just touch home when i read this and i was like i would just heard a story i was like oh okay real, so this yeah. is this has been going on this is real life this right is, since 
we can talk about it since the beginning of like alm houses and things like that back in like the 1800s when people like were really starting to understand that people weren't just demon possessed but they were actually like mentally incapable of you know processing things like just at some point people get overwhelmed we can go to the whole house in chicago Mm -hmm. you know like all these things that happen Mm -hmm. there's only so much you can do for people without needing help or without the proper funds uh and so at this point proper money is there funds government why federal funds hashtag you don't need that new painting in your government buildings hashtag okay (laughs) i'll say that for unspoken (laughs) uh but so he had a court-ordered evaluation to be done at the forensic uh center for forensic psychiatry in ann arbor which is not far from uh from detroit um and the doctor described him as dangerous he said that you know he would probably do this again he'd probably recommit and he's he's he knows well enough right from wrong Mm -hmm. that he should he should be able to stand trial and now coral who is now (laughs) I, we love a name change. We love reinvention. He changed it. We love reinvent. As the gays would say, we stand. We stand a queen who re, who can reimagine and reinvent themselves. Come on, Madonna. Um, I don't really care for Madonna. <laughs> I, I don't. And so he stood trial and he pled no contest and he received a year sentence for the assault and battery charges, but he was never charged in the murder of Miss Gloria Steele, unfortunately, which would have. Kept him in b- kept behind him bars in, yeah, for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. So he was out of jail in 1976 in June and back home in Detroit with his mama. His mama. And now, now. Not only that, but think about this. So if you've been scratching an itch, like if a mosquito bites you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And let's say it bites you on the chest and you got to go deliver a speech for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to scratch your chest in that entire 30 minutes? No. You're going to hold out, right? Because people's watching it. you. Yeah. So now he's in jail for a year, being watched. He can't put down here. There are no women to assault. Maybe. I'm sure there are some female correction officers around, but he can't do anything because the power dynamic. He'll get beat up, taken out. Mm-hmm. It's there. So now he's out, and this motherfucker is covered in mosquito bites. Yes. What's the what's the little pink lotion? Calamine, 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 calamine lotion ain't gonna soothe this shit. Oatmeal baths aren't gonna fix it. So what do you think is going to happen? Berserker time. So about 40 miles away from Detroit and Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. um, the, sorry, go Wolverines in Ann Arbor. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand these references. Okay, go ahead. Because I was like, because that's where, um, that's where the University of Michigan is. Oh. And at one point I was taking a class in the University of Michigan online and I was like, I'm going to be a Wolverine forever. And then I realized I'm not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, cause the University of Wolverine, that's not my place. If anybody's listening with the University of Michigan, love it. Do you? I mean, you guys have like the Fab Five back in the day, like the Chris Webbers or the whatever. It doesn't matter. He, he doesn't understand what I'm talking about. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, police were called to the home of a young girl named Shirley Small. Cause she had been re- attacked and repeatedly cut with an instrument that they thought was a, was either a scalpel or a screwdriver. And <laughs> that's an aggravating way to die. It's, I would have been so, I would have been dying mad as, I would have been mad. We can tell a story about how I thought I was dying last night. This acid reflex has me screwed up and I was cursing myself. I was like, I would go like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so mad at the world. Burping. No, I just felt so much pressure because it wasn't coming out. Oh. And then I, I put my shoes on because I started getting dizzy. And I was like, oh, no. And then what happened was I stood up and I burped really loud. Like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I feel better. Was it hot water? If you drink hot water for gas, it helps? 
I don't know. If I had my grandma was alive, she'd probably tell me to drink like warm water and bacon soda and just belch it all (laughs) up. But it won't be me. Um, But she was attacked with that. She was attacked and she bled out on the sidewalk where she had fallen. Mm -hmm. The next person was uh, Glenda Richmond. She was the next person. She was found in her doorway dead with over 28 stab wounds. Like this is, but this is what I'm saying. Like. This isn't your typical kind no. of serial killer. Like I'm going to slash your throat. The, these these murders were not sexually motivated. He didn't sexually assault um, the majority of these victims, no, he did as not. far as a lot of people know. As far as he's given, as far as evidence is, as is concerned. So like these are just violent, aggressive like attacks on people. There are no like he doesn't know these people from Adam. There he has like he hasn't planned these out either. You know what I'm saying? They're not. He stalks them. But these aren't like months in advance where he has a type. He just goes for whoever is the, really the most vulnerable when he's looking. Right. And that's what makes him so dangerous right. is that he's really non-discriminatory as far as we know. But a majority of his victims were, were white women. Yeah, white women. Um, and oh my God, can we talk? Never mind. Why? Because I was like, when I was researching this. Um, There's a few Hispanic women. Right. Too. Yeah, there are a few. I don't yeah. think they're, this, these crimes are racially motivated. Because mm-hmm. Coral's the type to <laughs> Coral. Coral's the type to say so, mm-hmm. um, but I think I think it's it's so weird how quick people are to jump mm-hmm. to that, mm-hmm. like to paint somebody else. Like, get me wrong, if I if I saw a white man killing mostly black women, I would think it was racially motivated right. because you really have to put yourself in spaces for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that especially in the 1980s, if you're going to a college campus, the majority of people going to a college campus are white. Or white women. Yeah. Um, like it's just it's like, like nowadays, most educated group in America are black women. But like right. you think 30 years ago, right. majority of people going to college, especially at this point in time, were white women in college towns. Like so, it's those. So I'm like, it's just where he was. So you're kind of like, right. it's I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying I don't think it was racially motivated. But I saw while I was researching that someone was like racist killer car. I was like, chill out. Whoa. <laughs> He's just a piece of shit. He's a murderer. Like, what the? Right, right. Like, I don't think he was just like, man, fuck Whitey. I think he was just like, right. white woman by herself. I'm going to take her down. black women also Gloria reminded Steele him of was, his mom. What? Maybe he didn't want to because black women reminded him of his mom. I mean, Dorothy Mann. He didn't do white men. No, he didn't kill any men. No. That's the thing. It's like, so. usually... If it was like, I feel like if it was race specific, he wouldn't differentiate the sexes either. Right, he would. He totally would have just taken out yeah. whoever he was. If if he was taking out men, he probably wouldn't take out as many men. To be honest, no, no, not at all. Small and much small men. I feel like he purposely went after women because of the size the, difference size. and the easier. power. And because the way the way he would kill people was he'd come up behind you and grab you around your neck mm-hmm. and then bring the knife down into your chest. He wasn't attacking you head on nope it's a lot harder to grab a man from behind if he's taller wider than you are and be able to really get a knife in there before he realizes that he's gonna like throw you off or fall back for me like i again raised in the hood like i they don't run it up on me like <laughs> but again people give me space because i look dangerous but i'm actually super fucking sweet sometimes, uh, sometimes yeah <laughs> but then the next victim was uh rebecca Re- greer 20, 20 years old who was stabbed outside her door 54, 54 times. times again ramping up like, like I, the, the violence is is escalating to a point where and that's no- what's so crazy these are so violent and no one saw him and it took forever for them to catch him and he kept slipping through cracks and finding ways out and i'm like but these weren't just like 
your strangle and then like put the body neatly in the woods. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is like bloody violent. Like no one saw the blood on your clothes. There was no like not a lot of physical evidence. I was like, what? It was so alarming to me how crazy it was. Yeah, and it, that's what I'm saying is that like in these in these again college town these complexes highly populated. This isn't like you're walking through a suburb and a woman's unloading her car at eight o'clock at night because she went grocery shopping. These are like people. I I have to believe people saw what was saw happening, what was happening yeah. and bounced and was like, "This is not my mm-hmm. fight." Um, but around this time is when he started being called the Sunday morning slasher because the majority of his killings happened on Sunday mornings, mm. which is an odd time because it's the Lord's Day, and I feel like I don't know, it just bothers me. Was Mama was a church woman? I don't know. Say what? Was his Mama a church woman? was a church woman i feel like i feel like dorothy may dorothy may May. so at this point a task force was formed yeah i mean that's yeah at this point you have to understand well like a college town they're gripped with fear at this point i mean sabrina huff who was a 30 year old grad student was just killed and so everyone's like coming together like this we've got a serial killer on our hands like this person is really like whoever this person is, like they're, 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 first of all, they're not waiting. There's not a lot of time being, uh, happening or going by between killings. Usually there's a cooling off period. Right. And we're watching that. They're, <laughs> what's the word? Refractory. It's like after you come and then you, whatever. Ew. Um, you know what it is. After you I orgasm, I'm I don't sorry. Know these words, I don't have one of those parts. All women have, all well, women. you know all what I mean? Like, have a refract- you- the point is, don't, <laughs> the point is, like, you just did the jerky motion. I was like, <laughs> The point is that, like, there's a cooling off period. The refractory period is, like, usually between the orgasms yes, where your body yes. regulates itself again because your blood pressure spiked, all this stuff. So killers have the same thing where usually, like, after your first kill, there's a large span of time between your ne- that and your next kill. These are just shrinking. Not for calls. It went from, like, three months to, like, three weeks to sometimes two days. Right. And there's some points where they're one day apart or the same day. And it's right. like. I, he does have a few same days. It's getting it's getting wild. So yeah, I'm sorry. Task force. So um, it's ran by uh Detective Paul uh Bundan, and what was it? Was his name Bundan? Bunton? Bunton? I don't know. Detective And so once this you know gets out a little bit, and they're you know investigating another sergeant named James Arthur's contacts this task force after reading about these murders and told them. I know somebody that may fit this this uh, description, um, because not mind you, there are there are uh, sketches out here, right? Um, and he the the thing with him, he does not deviate from, from the way any... he does it. No, it's done the same way every time. So, so like, here's this is a why I'm like not mad at Coral though. Like, you know how you like Wait. don't like him? Yeah, I'm just like. He does it the same way each time, and you know what's true. Like, except for the one time that he Im- he embedded that tool in her spine. Right. Like, if you stab, if you're grabbing someone from behind and you're stabbing them in their chest, the chance of the, the, unless uh, blood splat, oh, sorry, talk, blood, blood splatter splat. aside, the chances that you're going to be covered in blood minimize. I guess. Like, because but defensive not taking... wounds from scratches and fighting. Well, typ- typical, typically defensive wounds, especially if they're from usually for someone grabs you around the neck, your first instinct is to grab, grab whatever's around right. your neck. And so your defensive wounds aren't going to be incredibly deep if they're nails. You know, they're going, to, they're going to be there. Right. But most people aren't looking at someone's arms, forearms, looking for you know cuts, bruises. 
Um, unless, of course, they needed to be at this point. But we also don't know if he was wearing it's. It's just Michigan, <laughs> and it's October. Like he's probably in long sleeve shirts. You know, like there there are ways to avoid it. And if someone's trying to grip him with nails through a shirt, it probably won't cut. You know. Well, they, you know, he thinks that Watts may have something been, to do with this. You know, because this is pretty much his MO and he's familiar with but Watts. But the problem is that Watts is in Detroit. Yeah. What is right? It? He's supposed to be in Detroit. Right. Oh, 50 miles away. Right. And at this point, you know, he's working with his stepdaddy at a trucking Truck company. company. But he also now is a dad. And he was married. Well, not. Not quite. Well, yeah, he well, was. Yeah, he's okay. now married, but married. he had a kid with his ex girlfriend now, right. like his little daughter named Nakisha, mm-hmm. um, with his ex girlfriend Dolores. Yeah, he and married now, later, another woman, Valeria. You got names. I did not Valeria. get Valeria. Here we go again. I think it's Valeria. It might be Valeria, but Goodwill. And so this is like insane to me. See that, like, but this is why, like. <laughs> He's obviously like when you think about people who are murderers, people who don't like women, and that's why they're they're serial killers of women. Typically, their marriages don't last very long because of their disdain for women. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, his relationship with his ex teeters out. Of course, this marriage doesn't last very long because no. he can't stand Dolores. He can't stand Val- Valeria. Hashtag Valeria. don't dis divorce because apparently there are guys out there that shouldn't be married. No, there are tons of people who there are tons of people I know who should not I be can together. See my ex kind of being a quarrel. No, girl, good thing you got away. I really cannot think about it. <laughs> Relatable. This is a mess. But also, <laughs> but also the reference is during this time, Coral's activities were on the Detroit radar had not stopped because in October right. 1979, he'd gotten arrested for prowling in Southfield, Detroit, which is a suburb. This is where. This they is don't like, get you. With them like, I know his black ass doesn't belong here. Um, but those charges were dropped. But they did state that, you know, in that year, five women in that same suburb were assaulted in separate occasions. Um, similar circumstances. None were killed. But again, none of them could identify because they all had been attacked Attack from, from behind. Yeah. And so, like, there's, like, as far as he, we say he's not that smart. But he's smart enough to not be seen. I don't know. You see, I don't know if the antisocial personality outweighs the mental, you know, issues because he is smart in a way. And he finds his way out of certain situations and knows to do certain things enough. Like even like how he acts in certain scenarios where it's like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. You're, you're later on here. I understand why I say that. I will elaborate where I say he's able to act a, a part. Yeah, I mean, and that, how delayed can you be mentally if you know? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> if you know enough to do certain things and be certain ways, there are there are ways. And learned behavior, you can get good at anything. So that anti um, because talk I about believe, oh. synapses and how they how they die and what happens, like how we have significantly less synapses than we we did when we were ten years old. Because at some point, so there's the science behind that is that when we're young, we have so many. Right. And that's so we that we we can absorb as much information as we want. And as we get older, they start to die off. And what we're left with are the things that we find to be the most important to us. So people who love basketball, people who love art and drawing, are typically really good at it because at ten, nine years old, they held on to it, never let it go, and learned a lot more things around that. Right. And so now. The, I don't need to learn how to shoot a basketball because my brain is no longer wired for that. I don't need to learn how to do this because my brain is no longer wired. I got wired. like two synapses left so I could get this master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that, that but that's also a thing too so if education is not important to you retaining information will be more difficult because your parents your parents always tell you please read please read about a lot of things because they know the more information you the more the more chance you are going to find something that you love right. and are passionate about so for him if he's, his synapses are dying off and closing or whatever, like, of course, like, if he's got this one lane. No, he did have this one passion. He's got this one lane. This one. That might be what it is. So, during this same time, about four or five women are getting, um, are getting assaulted. Getting I'm not, attacked. I'm not gonna, I mean, there are so many women. Yeah, so time. there were in Detroit. So, a woman named Peggy was strangled in Detroit. A woman named Jean was stabbed at Gross Point Farm, Michigan. Hazel, Hazel. Uh, was strangled in Detroit, and Denise uh, Dunmore got strangled in Detroit. Like these, pe- there are bodies piling up, and there's mm-hmm. no one being held accountable for it. And it only gets worse because in 1980, in July in Windsor, Irene Kondrowowski, whose name I just butchered, but it's what it is, <laughs> was attacked. But she lived after her throat got slashed. Right. So there, I mean, there are plenty of cases of you know people getting their throat slashed and surviving. I was just reading about one the other day because I saw this. Um, Sandra Dalpe, who lived through being stabbed from behind, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Agnes in Windsor escaped the attack by screaming when she realized she was being followed. Mm-hmm. So like there are people like it's happening. Like, this is ramping. Like, you know what I so noticed? Close. Oh no, that's not true because it's still because also in the 1980s May he gets divorced. Yeah. So and I don't know if. Well, we knew he was like. No, no, no. I don't know if like he gets sloppy with his work because of the divorce because certain people did survive. I don't know if he got sloppy with his work. I think that the anger, because again, it ramps up. Like these are right. so close together at this point. Oh, this is ridiculously close. Yeah. So like but maybe they're... it's just frustrates him, or maybe it's the fact that he no longer has to hide anything at home either. True. So maybe he's just going out and do what he wants because he gets to come home. He's like, I failed. I get to go out. I'll go back out at four a.m. It's it whatever. Again. Uh, but you're right. So, but at this point, Miss Mary Agnes was able to pick Watts out of a photo lineup. But she couldn't say like 100% if it was him. And so they discovered uh, that Watts' car was recorded uh, leaving Windsor for Detroit um, after each of these times, after each of these things happened, they get yeah. a call on the cameras. So when you're like, so they've got an idea of who this is. Like, it's right. got to be the, Watts. Right. Like, and you know, what's, and Bunton, Bunton had mm-hmm. eyes on Watts. He had eyes for Watts. Well, I mean, he had eyes for Watts because he was warned. He was like, listen. <laughs> you better you better look at this guy. So and James so, handled that. Oh yeah. And now this is where things get a little bit more f- finicky fun for the police. A, lo- a couple days after his birthday. Yeah, I mean good for him, you know. <laughs> so just so this just happened that uh, officer Don Terry uh was patrolling the area looking for a uh, vandal, a thief, a little petty thief who was stealing the tops of the meters. <laughs> <laughs> He was sawing them off, which is doing the Lord's work. Right, who, wants, right, who wants to pay for parking on right. the street? And so they got a call that a woman was being followed, and he just happened to be in the area. So now Don Terry sees the suspect, um, following her, like following her in this tan Pontiac. And so now they had these tags run. Like, let me run these plates to see who this man is. And who else is in the car but Coral? Coral Eugene Watts looking out of look at look at look at this one. Look at her, look at her there. Just walking along this park by herself. And is that a police officer? Can't possibly be a police officer. Why would that be a cop? I'm a coral, goddammit. You know, looking after me. Like it's just, it's just I like love the, that voice. 
like the sense of invulnerability that he had because you can tell when you see it. like right. it's like and what made it worse is that <laughs> he made an illegal turn in front of this in front cop. of this cop. I mean, at this point, you've done got away with so much. Because they saw they saw the woman disappear. What happens? She hit in the doorway. She bounced. And yeah. Like, and so they see the woman disappear and only see the car. Mm-hmm. And so he's so Coral's also looking for this woman. Right. And so he makes the illegal turn in front of the cops, which gives them cause to pull him over. Right. And it's like, okay, now since what they find, they found tools. Yes. Screwdrivers and wood filing tools consistent with the stabbing with the stab wounds of all these other killed, attacked, bruised, brutalized. Women and they find a book with her name on it. Miss Rebecca Huff, <laughs> the, the person that he was talking. Not she wasn't. It was talking her. She Huff had already been murdered. Remember? Has she? Mm-hmm. She know. had been murdered before this. Oh yeah, and that's he, right. He found. So this is the first time we ever heard of like trophies as well. Right. Because we don't like I he as far as we know there was no blood or anything found in his car. He didn't kill anybody in his car. He mm-hmm. killed them all outside the or in their in their living spaces. And so, like, he kept this as a memento, maybe? I mean, we, I don't know what the book was. Maybe it was Catcher in the Rye and it was his favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but why, why else would he keep it? This is true because he hadn't kept anything up to this point. Exactly. That we know of. This is true. So, but apparently they don't have enough evidence to hold him. I mean, again. <laughs> They don't have so I mean they bring him in obviously but they can't hold him so they let him go and they put a tracker. I mean he could have said he found the book somewhere and he just picked it up. Right. I mean, I mean when I was a kid there were probably so many things that I touched that were probably belonging to people who were less than savory characters. Just throwing it out. Yeah, I lived a life, guys. <laughs> um, but they put a tracker on his car so they keep him under constant surveillance. And how do they put a tracker on your car without you knowing? They just go and look to your car and just like put it on. I don't know what they do. I want to know. Maybe. I feel like once you, I feel like he had to have been informed. Like I feel, but I don't know what the it's, rules are in Detroit. 80s. Because what? It's also the it's 80s. also eighties. Maybe this is no longer like. Also, like how what precedent is there? Right. Tracking technology sounds new to me in the eighties. Right. 80s. Right. So they were like, "Oh, we're going to use this because cops are allowed to lie to you and deceive you to get you right, to tell right, them right. the truth." So why do they have to tell you that they're monitoring you? Um, Especially if they're trying to, if they're trying to catch you, they're not going to tell you you're being watched because then you're not going to do anything out of the ordinary. But too much well, later, <laughs> I don't know because for Coral, I don't think he could stop himself. He, we'll, we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. So Button brings him in on the warrant for a blood sample, which is the easiest way to get somebody in if you're mm-hmm. if they're a murder suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he questions him for a couple hours. I'm trying to get some information out of him. He threatens that he's like, you know what, Coral? I already know what you did. I know how you did it. He demonstrated. How he killed the woman. He even grabbed Coral from behind and showed, did the downward motion of the stabbing mm-hmm. to which Coral decided to shut down at this point. Starts to kind of close up after mm-hmm. sharing a little bit more than he should have a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't say a thing. Exactly. Intelligence. But again, has to be let go because remember, this was just for the blood sample. He wasn't brought in to be interrogated. Mm-hmm. So he let him go again. And at around this time, the killing stopped. Shocker? Surprise. And they get a little lax on keeping tabs on him because why would you? I mean, when they say stop, it's a couple of months. It's a couple. <laughs> it's been a couple of months since someone's died that way. I right, which like, should be a sign that this is the motherfucker that's doing. Like the thing. stops for a while is like a couple of years in the past, and in other cases that we've talked about. But he only stops for a couple of months. He only stops for a couple of months, and the reason why he only stops for a couple of months is because at this point. They pull up and they realize they can't locate Watt's car. (laughs) 
and they can't they can't find him. They start looking. They happen upon an employer who owes him a check, and this employer was given a forwarding, forwarding address. address. And turns out that he wasn't anywhere in Michigan. He was actually all the way down in Columbus, Texas, about seventy miles from Houston, where Coral kind of liked the moonlight. Yeah. And now in Houston, dun dun dun, we're also revisiting an old place that we've been before, and with Mr. Dean Coral. And I am not doing the voice. <laughs> Are you not? I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, but at this point, Dean's already been. So, like, he. <laughs> Dean's gone. Dean's not, but if Dean was in there, he wouldn't be like, oh, well, I know ain't no one coming in my space now. But Dean, he, show, he shows up my in turf, Dean's turf hood, essentially. And now we have another overachiever in Houston, essentially. And it's, uh, it gets pretty messy pretty quick, especially in a city where about 700 so, people get murdered a year. All right. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> he. You know, Shar was right in a way by saying he does stop, but I was right because he doesn't stop for long. He just moves. He just moves. The impulse is there, and he had to find a way to get it out, but he couldn't stay in town because clearly Button was in his, uh, in his, uh, I don't know, rearview mirror looking on it. Button didn't play these games, so now <laughs> there's a new tale on Watts once again, and then he goes off the radar. Raider. 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 We've been in the South too long. I have. He goes off the Raider, and a couple months later, the bodies start to show up. All over again. But, you know, at this point, like, they're they're following him, and they're like, well, we don't know when he's killing, because every time we check on him, he's found a new mechanics job. He goes to work. He goes to the grocery store. He he started going to church. Homeboy is hanging out with relatives and shit. You know, he's just, like, spending so much time out of his car. Never underestimate... The power of a multitasker, of someone who knows how to utilize time, because that's what he did. He still got everything done. Well, I thought you were like drawing a picture. I was like, well, I'm phenomenal at multitasking. And I was going, <laughs> yes. And I got six closets in my apartment. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. I was going to say, I know someone. I know a man. <laughs> if I had the time to kill, I probably was st- I, I couldn't do it. Like I'm not a murderer. Good. I just I, thinking about it gives me sick to my stomach. Like when I had my uh, my my sister and I had a conversation not too long ago about like because I said we were drinking together like you do when you finally get along with your siblings once every like six months like I've, I did. I've never experienced that. Well, I love your sister. <laughs> uh, but like I was like and I was like you know I would kill for my niece. You know I would run up on anybody. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. You know. And then sober me was like. Now, what I, like was it like a defending my niece, or is like going up after someone's wronged her? Because I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me physically sick to my stomach to think about like hurting someone like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But like I couldn't do it. But I'm just saying that I'm great at managing my time. <laughs> so was Coral. I'm great at managing my time enough to be petty. So I'll do things like put baloney on your car, pour like white out and paint shit. On your windshield, I'll knock a a rearview mirror off or a we, side. We don't want to incriminate you. No, I mean you can't catch me no way. <laughs> but I'm saying those are the That's things I would do. That's a thought too. I would call your girlfriend and tell her that you were cheating on her with me, like <laughs> things like that. You're just to cause, petty for real. Just to cause unrest in your home, I would rather psychologically like trip you up. Like I'd make sure you failed your classes. Like it's stuff like that. Like I would and I would do things that affected your life in Note that. Note to of self, way. do not tell Charnel anything 
about me that I know can, too much about you. And right? Now, and even now, <laughs> I, I probably have access to more information. Right? <laughs> it's like, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Where he could mess me up. No, stay on my good side, everybody. Like, buy me cookies. That's all you need to do. So the bodies start piling up. And March 27, 1981, Edith Ledet, a 34-year-old medical student, gets stabbed to death while she was jogging. Six months later, September 12th, Elizabeth Montgomery gets attacked while she was walking her dog. Uh, she staggered into her. She was able to, like, get into her apartment before she finally killed over and passed away. Right. Um, two hours later, again. Two hours. Same. Same. Two hours later, Susan Wolf was killed to death outside her apartment. Um, presumed to be in a, like a victim of a coral as well. Um, so here we now, now here we are again, Houston, again, but Houston is one of those cities. Hence why Dean Coral is able to get away with so much is where so many murders happen at this point right. in time that oh, it's yeah. really hard to keep up. And so now we have Phyllis Rice, who was found dead on the campus of Rice University, hanged with the article of our own clothing, which is new. Mm-hmm. So this may or may not be the escalation. Uh, exactly. This might be. I maybe she fought back, knocked something out of my hand. I lost it, mm-hmm. and I needed to find another way to do it. Uh, another time, a Margaret Fossey. She was killed that same month, found in the trunk of her car. Mm-hmm. Her larynx. Her larynx was crushed. Uh, seems by by a powerful uh hit, blow, whatever. Again, that strength that Coral has. That we that you know that we referenced earlier. So there's so many things happening. The football powerhouse. That like the fucked up part about serial killers, and I say this at least they at once. Could, yeah, episode, you, you could have been something. Fu- if we, <laughs> no, let's if go we, literally take it out of your mouth. If we did anything, we were preventative in our methods. You could have been anything fucking else. Right. You could have been a hall of famer. But you know, we talk about how the service services were rendered and how systems and specifically the mental health system failed him. Failed. And I don't usually advocate the criminal justice system at all, but that failed him as well. Right. Because most things, again, most mental illness, dangerous, violent offenders get caught in this criminal justice system and unfortunately don't get the treatment they need, but they do get held. Right. And like they stop them from harming anybody, like innocent civilians. Nope, I agree. So again, February 7th, Elena uh, Samander she gets found strangled and partially nude in a trash bin near a bar that she was at. And then we have Emily Lacroix. She went missing um, from Bork, Bork, I'm sorry, Brookshire, Texas. And we're like, oh, we're, we drew, like, where is the connection and all this? What are we doing? And it's just like, there's just so much happening. Uh, Mary Castillo was found strangled in semi-nude. Uh, 19 year old Christine there's just so many I did not get all these names I got to the one that like my, on my list I just <laughs> was like I'm going straight to the one that got him caught oh well you could do that but Christine <laughs> McDonald she she was taken uh, she was hitchhiking from a party on on Rice campus mm-hmm. same thing with Suzanne Searle she, she joined that missing list her shoes and her broken glasses were found and recovered from her car in her apartment complex like all these things keep going and there's even a, a high school student um, that disappeared from her mother's car, and her body was found uh, later on, uh, a week or so later. So, like, he is really hitting a stride here, right. and nothing is happening. No one's noticing. But. Somebody say but. But. I took you back to church, you know. This one Sunday morning, this Sunday slashing ass bastard decided. Was May, was May 23rd, 1982 a Sunday? Yeah. 
I looked. So <laughs> perfectionist. It was a Sunday. Details. So Lori Lister was walking to her apartment, and in those in, the, in those bushes and the little side, like, Coral was waiting there for her, and he attacks her, grabs her from behind, asking her which apartment she's in, mm-hmm. and brings her upstairs, and she is met by her. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm trying not to burp. But I'm met by her, her roommate, roommate, Melinda Aguilar. 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 I'm a genie in a bottle. So he grabs Melinda right away because shocked they don't expect to see each other. Right. Right. She doesn't say I have a roommate because she doesn't understand. If I say, like, I don't live here. If I say no, like, he's probably going to kill me. If I say, he'll put me in the trunk of his car. Like, she doesn't know. So she says, I live upstairs. He takes upstairs. Melinda wasn't supposed to be on the other side of the door. No, she wasn't. And at this point, Lori's been choked unconscious. Yes. And he attacks Melinda, grabs her, starts to choke her. And to to get out of it, she pretends to pass out. And he puts, drags her into a bedroom, ties her up with a wire hanger, and leaves her mm-hmm. with the door open. And goes back to Lori, Lori outside and drags her up the stairs. And she says that she could see her, him dragging Lori up the stairs. And then runs water and then puts her in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. So prayers to drown her. So now we see this mm-hmm. act, like, again, then this is no longer just stabbing. Just stabbing. This is strangulation. This is, dr- like. And now he's trying to drown. Right. And so what she does, so shout out to Melinda for being a real one. She gets up and she quietly locks the door. And now she's tied up, opens the sliding door, climbs onto the balcony, and a homegirl does some tuck black widow barrel run. I mean, jump, you gotta do what you gotta do. Onto the ground Head outside. First. Right. Off she, her balcony. She was like, I landed on my knees, thank God. I'm like, girl, <laughs> are you sure you're not black widow? <laughs> I would have landed right on my head. Right. I would have broke my neck and it would have been like, well, what was the point? <laughs> but she gets the neighbor's attention and she starts yelling, you know, someone's trying to kill my roommate. And the neighbor calls 911. And, you know, the neighbor also, you know, gets upstairs because Coral at this point realizes that Melinda's gone. Right. So he panics, looks outside for her. The, now this now this neighbor, this very nice good Samaritan, is upstairs trying to get Lori out of the tub. Mm-hmm. And as Coral's trying to escape, stop, police! Coral's caught. Yes. Find a fucking right in the middle of it. It's only been eight years. So I mean, at this point, <laughs> you think jail time? You can't get out. Why would he get out? Why would he get out of jail? Why? Why? It's After called... being caught red-handed? Yeah, doing it in the act. Yeah, like, like why? Why would he ever be released again? Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so under interrogation, he refuses to talk. He's not talking. I don't know who these attorneys are, but he has like the best attorneys ever. These are public defenders. I'm like, who the hell? Like, who are these slick talking Texans that are just. Right? So they made a deal in Watts in order to get him to confess. He agreed to immunity of the murder, um, of the murder charge if he confessed to, I guess, some of his murders, hoping that it'll bring closure to some of the families. It was like 15 unsolved murders at the time. Which is a, it's just something, one, that's, that's typically unheard of, just to say, I want you to agree that you did these, confess to these murders, right. to give closure. But also, it was a way, if you confess to 15 murders, mm-hmm. there's no way you're getting out. So it's like, I want immunity to these. these like, right. But it's like, but they're like, we're not giving like, you. I, it's so weird because it's like, you're confessing to some anyways. Right, and it's just, it was just a weird, ridiculous thing. And so, I don't think he understood the math, but right, here we but are. Of course not, but he starts, com- he starts confessing he starts to confession, all these murders. And he admitted to 19, attacking 19, and 13 he confessed that 
died. Right. Basically. But he starts committing to all these, but he doesn't give any real details because mm-hmm. the immunity, again, was taken off the table because the police are like, we're not granting you immunity from right. murder, bro. Not for homicide. Right. Like if it was, if you, we'd grant you immunity from lesser charges possibly, but not for homicide. Um, so he ends up, uh, pleading guilty to one count of burglary with intent to kill. Mm-hmm. And we have this judge who decided that, uh, the water, the water in the bathtub could be constituted as a deadly weapon, weapon, which it is. Yeah. Uh, which would result in the parole board, the parole board not being able to count, um, his, his time served towards it. Right. Like, which works. Right. Like, there are a lot of things that are considered deadly weapons now. Shoes, high mm-hmm. heels. Right. You gotta be careful. Don't swing high heels at anybody's head because that can be seen as an attempted, attempt at their life. Right. Um, driving too fast by someone that you're mad at. Yep. If you clip them with your side view mirror, you girl, you might be getting arrested. Be careful. There are like, people getting I, arrested for less out there nowadays. So. Right. I mean, the people are out here really wiling. Right. You know, you gotta be careful. But here we are now, guys. Yeah, we're, we're he's, here. he's getting he's locked caught. up. He's, he's getting, getting linked up. up. I mean, the end, right? On September 3rd, 1982, he was sentenced to 60 years in prison. Mm-hmm. In 1987, he tried to attempt murder. I mean, not murder. To escape by slipping through the... Well, you, <laughs> I, can't, you, I can't get through it. You already know. Slipping through the bars. Did he not eat and try to do this? Like, well, how? I told you I stopped eating my fruit cups. <laughs> I stopped eating my fruit cups. Uh, I stopped eating the slop because I needed to slim on down. And so what I did, I went to Bucky down the wall on the C, on the C block there. And he's been uh, he's been hoarding Vaseline. And so what I did one late night is I got all gussied up and slipped through the I slipped through these bars. But uh, you know, Co Daniels had to turn around and catch me. But he couldn't grab me right away, you know, because I'm a slippery snake. For a you know, person a who got snake. away with so many murders, like, this is the best you did for an escape idea? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the best? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so either way, he gets caught doing that, and his appeal uh, doesn't, even have, doesn't even have the support of his attorney. Now, these good attorneys no, are now, now like, these bro, are totally like, there's nothing like, we can do for you. You're on your own, but unrelated to, you know, any of his appeals. He's trying to appeal. He's not getting it. The attorneys are bounced. Unrelated, the court decided that criminals must be told that a deadly weapon finding occurred during the, their incident. And if they fail to do that, so, um, it violates the criminal's rights. So you have to tell somebody. Like, like hey, if you're like, this, this is, is a deadly, a deadly weapon. weapon. So now he may have caught a break, but in the end, the he did not because people are smarter than that. <laughs> right. So he doesn't, he doesn't at all. Um, unfortunately, like, unfortunately, I will say unfortunately, things, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a terrible person. Um, yeah, so he, I'll, I'll take a step back. That way it doesn't sound terrible. So the Michigan trials start. Mm-hmm. And on December 7th of this year, that year, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And they start trying to make moves to try him for the murder of, you know, the Western Michigan University student, Gloria Steele, finally, mm-hmm. who might have finally had gotten some justice. justice. It's set in Kalamazoo, Michigan, once again, mm-hmm. on July 25th, 2007. And arguments concluded July 26th, and a guilty verdict came back, and he was sentenced to life in prison without parole on the 13th, where he was incarcerated um, in prison at, in Ionia, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the same way that life tends to happen and the universe does not have any fucking balance at all. Nope. Carl would die of prostate cancer September 21st 
in a Jackson, Michigan hospital at the age of 53 years old. And so justice, maybe not so much. Mm-mm. Um, but he, but his, again, his, uh, his his term was life in prison, and he did spend the he rest of his life, his in, life prison. in prison. So it's a uh, it was not a very uh, I don't know. I just I feel like it wasn't a very uh, climactic ending. No. I was really hoping for. I mean, because he 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 nipped and tucked and dipped so often. <laughs> um, I was wanted really, him to go out in a bang. I you know what you when I was reading about it, I thought he was gonna go out and like he was attacking like prison guards and was like. Killed by another inmate. Like, I figured that was going to be his no, end. because men weren't his target. Like, right. This is very true. But I just figured that he just, again, those mosquito bites. And, like, this hash-slinging, hash-slinging, fuck. Sunday morning slasher. <laughs> I went right to SpongeBob. You remember that? <laughs> the hash-slinging slasher. Oh, I do remember that. It's so funny. Like, I never remember your front references. I'm like, that's too old for that. I was talking about boys. But I did remember that one. I, was, I almost called him that. I'm so stupid. <laughs> but that's Carl Eugene Watts. That's Coral. That's Coral. That's Coral. Um, thank, first you for co- thank you for coming male. to my TED Talk. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Our first... Black, black serial killer. Ser- yeah. It is. Yeah, he won't be our last because no. I've got three on the list. Um... I was specifically looking for uh, black female killers because I thought those would be super interesting um, in how you navigate spaces. I don't know. Like, how do you not get caught? if you? Because usually women are like black widow killers. And, yeah, like, yeah. We kill our husbands. And we That's why I kill... have our, or like nurse killers or caregiver killers. Those are boring to me. I know. That's what I'm saying. But like typically the women's stories are that. I know. But that's I wanna... why I like Wana. Wana was one of my favorites. Juana was a mess, man. I she wasn't like, really like a caregiver, but her and them pink spandex. And tights. she had the wrestling, and people thought she was, you know, trans. It was just great. I mean, get it how you live, sis. I mean, Juana was a little bit different. She got married. She fell in love and shit. I'm tired of these people falling in love like Luca's ugly ass. Like, ugh, I can't stand him. Everybody but, deserves a little love. I mean, there. Don't get me wrong. Even people who are terrible have people who care about them. Everybody has. I somebody. will not be one of those people. <laughs> I can give a damn about the 14, 15 now people we've covered, except for Colleen, because she was a victim. Mm-hmm. But um, what's their names? I can't remember their names anymore. Cameron and everybody else can kick rocks. Uh, oh, God. What's his face creeped out my sister? Uh, sister. Sister. <laughs> I just said it like that, too. For real. Uh... The one, oh god, I forgot his name. I don't know why things aren't. It's school, and those three, those what two synapses, synapses <laughs> that I have left. Well, who was the who was the person? Um, was it a man? Yeah, yeah. It was, was it the, Rodney? It was, boy. It was, was it boy. Elliot? Yeah, Elliot, there it is. Elliot, there. Elliot. I don't know why I forgot him, but I'm like, Supreme it's not. I should have said Supreme Gentleman because my my boyfriend hated that. Every time he heard it, he was like, it creeps me out. Like, As I would, it should. I would, I would play it as I was doing the video for the show on Instagram, and I have to play it over and over again to make sure everything's right. And he would hear it over and over again. And my sister was not about. She didn't even want like she's like listening to him because she was catching up at work she's like mm-hmm. listening to him was so creepy she's like well you can find the videos online she's like i don't want them 
Now they're they're not as easily accessible. No, no, now. you have they're to go gone. to other people's. Yeah, she's yeah, like, she's like, I thought they were gone. I was like, no, you can still find them. You can find them. And she's like, no thanks. Anything, anything on the internet is never truly gone. Nope. Remember that. My news. Reddit is still a thing. I don't know how about your news on the show because <laughs> now someone's looking up your news. Thank you. I and don't I, have news. And I'm, oh, <laughs> well, we've all been victims of terrible choices. So, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? D underscore light. On Instagram and on Twitter, you guys could also see me. About, see you. Well, you hear from me, talk to me, interact with me on our uh, What Did You Crew um, on Facebook. Off of our page, you just join in the forum and you could talk to me there. I'm usually there on Saturday nights because who's doing anything? You. I'm also eating a tum right now. Uh, but like licking it awkwardly because I can't crunch it in the microphone. Mind your boy. Thanks for outing me to everybody. <laughs> If you guys want to see me on the timelines, I'm in three places. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Feel free to follow me on Snap. I don't do much. Um, so I'm not that exciting. But it's Charnel B. It's C-H-A-R-N-E-I-L-B. Um, you can find me uh, every Monday, typically, usually, on Boys Love Beyonce. And every Tuesday on What About Your Friends. Uh, you can find the podcast uh, at <laughs> What Did You Do Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can find Facebook us. Facebook. Check out the crew. Yeah, the, the crew is a lot lit. of fun. I love the crew. The crew is lit. I love that we talk so much. Shout out to Lola. You know who you are. Yes. I'm actually thinking about hopping in a train and going to New York because she's in New York. Right. So I was like, I was going to discuss this with you. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. So we could do that. Uh. Find us there, guys. Um. Don't forget to check out our Patreon if you like this episode. If you want to yell at us, if you didn't like us, tell us about it. Mm. Um. Don't forget to find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on Google Play. Subscribe, rate, and review. Like you guys listen. Um, we really want to be able to get yeah. the show out there. So don't forget if you tell if people, tell your friends about tell it. Tell your friends, rate Subs- and review. Yeah, if we you, want to if hear you've feedback. Got, for it real. takes five seconds to hit the five star, the four star, three star. Please don't. Let, let no, let you could just stay at five star. Right. Just tell <laughs> tell us tell us what you liked about the show. What you think we could do better. Also, email us at what did you do uh, pod at gmail dot com if you have any cases you want us to look into. I'm getting really excited because now that I'm in a research mood and I don't have a vacation, I really want to can't wait to dive more into a case. And I have five already in my head. I'm sure this is a really mild one. And they're so going sure to be gonna... brutal. Yeah. Right. I'm, that's, <laughs> that's my goal. Um they're gonna be very Dean Coral is what I'm gonna say. Um very descriptive, very detailed. I can't and be problematic. You have no choice. Yeah, Watch your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> so other than that guys, check out our Patreon, check out our Facebook, you know, check us out, talk to us. Also check me out, like if you're single, whatever. Um <laughs> I have nothing else for you guys. I'm tired, I've got homework to do, but this has been a real one. You guys have always been real ones. Um so keep your hands clean, think good thoughts. Um if you have acid reflex, go see your doctor. Toodles.